word of God coming from Genesis chapter number 6 begins the story of a man named Noah. Minister Matt read for your hearing scriptures that God would have us draw our attention to on this morning. But before we go further, let us bow for a word of prayer. God, oh God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We bow before you. Giving you reverence, honor, and glory for you and you alone are so deserving of our praise. Now, God, allow us to pin our ears to the listening post that we may hear from heaven. God, I am the vessel that you are using this morning. God, I just ask that you allow me to be that empty picture before a full fountain. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Feed me, Lord, until I want no more. And then, oh God, let me pour onto your people the grace that you have poured into me. I thank you in advance for the anointing that will make preaching easy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I say amen before you. As, as I take a look around, or as I like to say, as I survey the land this morning, amongst the listening congregation, it seems that many of you, unless I miss my guess, those of you who have gathered in this meeting grew up in a time when our parents would make decisions about where children could and couldn't go, often, oftentimes based on their safety. In other words, if your young child wanted to go to the party because the friends were going, and mama and daddy didn't think that that was a good idea, they had no problem telling you no, you can't go. Uh, you may have, uh, you may recall, Sister Leona, that you may have rebutted and maybe you even reminded them that everybody else's mother and father have given permission for their sons and daughters to go. Anybody remember that? But they didn't care because their answer would still be no. Now, now, you, you, you might be mad, uh-huh, yeah, y'all have some flashbacks. <laughs> you might be a bit upset, uh, Deaconess Patrice. Uh, you might have given them your best set of reasons 
of why they were being unreasonable, but the answer was still no. And, and, and soon, 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 you would realize that all your uh, crying, uh, uh, maybe you're stomping around, y'all, and you all know folks that, no slam, slamming doors, you all, uh, Reverend, uh, 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 all your begging didn't move them or change their mind about you going to the party. The answer was still no. Amen. I know I got some witnesses in the house. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I said so. No, no real reason, but I said so. <laughs> what, what, what went over our heads in the moment was our parents were exercising leadership in the home. Something, come on now, that is grossly neglected in our homes today, which has led to out-of-control children in our schools today, which has perpetuated into unsafe neighborhoods today, and ultimately has released mayhem in society today. Yes, amen. When we were growing up, we really thought sometimes that our parents really didn't like us all that much. Or, 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 or it was uh, their job to see how miserable they could make us. That's right. Or, or, or maybe they just didn't understand. Uh, but unbeknownst, come here, come here, somebody. Unbeknownst to us, we were being exposed to something that would serve us well later on. Amen. Amen. Uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, Brother CJ, our parents were laying down a foundation for their less mature children that would surface in the life as maturity and responsibilities increase. Uh, I'm talking about later when you would be adulting, you were going to need to know the lessons that were being taught Amen. way back then. Amen. Just in case, just in case, just in case I've lost the church already this morning. What I'm talking about is our parents were modeling how to do what's right, even when it's not popular. Amen. Amen. Which happens to be our sermonic theme this morning. Every parent, every parent knows that has stood on a firm convictions that when they say no and they mean no, that even though it, it might hurt in the moment, that's right, it will serve you better well later on in life. Yes, amen. Somebody. Amen. Today, today, uh, what we had 
uh, 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 had uh, done was set aside a portion of our service to recognize leadership uh, that are servicing with us in the church. Uh, we usually call that a time of installation or in a reinstallation of members that have taken on leadership roles. And during that time, we, we, we ask those in the leadership, are you really willing, are you ready, and are you able to lead? Amen. You see, because leadership, whether it's in the home, on the job, in the community, or in the church, can be a burdensome Jesus. A preacher once reminded me not long ago that that leadership role can be a very lonely one. But I, 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 I want you to know that it's not always fun. It's not always easy. And God knows the decisions that are made are not always very popular. But if we are going to do it in the name of Jesus, yes. we will need to learn to lead even when we are tolerated but not celebrated. All right. So and so as we come to the text this morning, can I tell you how grateful I am uh, for the narrative that Moses left us in the book of Genesis, that book of beginnings that lets us know what happened when God created the heavens and the earth and he began to fill it with things that we were going to enjoy and, and partake of. And then man uh, uh, comes along and, and of course he says that what he did was very good when he, uh, he made man, but something went wrong even in the garden before we can get very far in the story. But, 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 but we read in chapter number six in Genesis, we begin to see a man whose name was Noah. Mm. Go ahead. And I don't know if you are aware or not, but Noah means rest or relief. And God was to use him to help relieve the world mm. from its evil and its wickedness mm. that had already pervaded the land. Mm. You see, Noah, 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 when I read the text, Reverend Swan, I, I, I said that sounds like the time in which we live because when you look at the text and I look at verse number 11, it says, God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. Hello, somebody. Amen. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. Mm. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, mm. I will wipe them all out along the earth. I know, I know, I know we're familiar with Noah and his wife and his 
uh, three sons as it is related to the ark. Mm -hmm. But it's a fascinating story because, come on somebody, Noah was handed an assignment from the mouth of God that I would venture to say that not he fully understood. Amen. Amen. I, I can't tell you with any respectable level of reassurance that Noah knew he would be a test case mm. for how to lead when you don't feel fully prepared for the assignment. Amen. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Um, I think about it. How many times had Noah built an ark before the specificity that God instructed in Genesis 6, 14 through 16. Mm -hmm. You heard Minister Matt read it. Uh, uh, the ark was an immense, well, I mean, big boat. You talk about a big boat. And it was designed to be able to carry 20,000 tons mm. of cargo. It, 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 but it was a boat built for survival, but not navigation. Okay. Okay. Uh, in other words, when you got in the boat, uh, or anybody who was in the boat, uh, you did not have the ability to steer it. Uh, you just had to go with the flow. Uh, that's right. That's right. How many times, can I ask you the question, how many times had he been ever asked before this to gather all the animals and bring a pair of every kind, male and female, to be kept alive once the boat was complete, as it is recorded in Genesis 6, 19 through 21? Hmm. How much practice did Noah have in flood preparation in his life? Jesus. I'm just asking the questions. Uh, I, I'm not, and I'm not speaking of a tiny bit of rain. Right. We ain't talking about just a shower here and a shower there. I, I'm talking about once the rain started, uh, it rained for 40 days and uh, for 40 nights. Now, can I just... Uh, can I just be transparent here for a minute? I, I get I, I get a little weary when it rains for two or three days in a row. I, I couldn't imagine being somewhere floating around on a boat for 40 days and 40 nights. And you don't even know where you're going, when the rain going to stop, how long it's going to Oh, my, my, my. I'm just trying to paint the picture of the magnitude of what Noah and his family and the animals were up against. Amen. But I got another question. What could have been on his resume that made God think he could trust him with the job? How did God know that Noah would do what was right, even when his assignment, his diligence, and his commitment was not popular with the people around him? 
Well, I'm going to tell you two points, and then I'm going to be out of your way. My first thing I'm going to tell you is Noah was different, and God knew it. I think most of us have been in the company, have been around some leaders who just kind of stand out. Mm. Uh-huh. It, it, it's something about their character that elevates them the uh, above the others by comparison. Uh, they are not tied up in scandal. Uh, uh, they're not known to do uh, uh, to be a pathological liar. Hello, somebody. Uh, they don't have issues with deceitfulness, uh, and they don't get tied up in corruption. Uh, they are serious about their reputation and will do all they can to protect it from becoming tarnished. Uh, and when we get to verses 9 and 10 in the text, it tells us something about who Noah was. He was righteous and blameless, is what the Bible says. As a matter of fact, it goes deeper than that, and it says that he was the only one who had these character character traits around. In other words, Noah wasn't just a run-of-the-mill, average kind of guy who was hanging around town. Uh-huh. It tells us that Noah was a father. He had three Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but if I back it up just one verse to, to verse number eight, um, in the message Bible, it reads it like this. It says, but Noah was different. Yeah. Go ahead. God liked what he saw in Noah. Amen. I don't want you all to hear me say that Noah was sinless. Not what I'm telling you. I don't want you to hear me say that Noah never did anything wrong. Because the word teaches us in Romans 3 and 23 that all have sinned and come short of God's glory. But Noah, and he stood out in stark contrast to the sinfulness of the people who were around him. Have you ever been in a crowd somewhere when people are doing this, that, and every kind of thing, and you don't even feel like you fit in? Amen. Amen. And so at the conclusion of verse 9, it says this. It says this. Y'all don't miss this. And he walked closely with God. Amen. Or some translations may say, or he walked in fellowship with God. Uh, when God hands us an assignment, and especially an assignment we don't fully understand, it behooves us uh, to walk closely with God uh, who has given us the assignment. Uh, when Pastor Keith and I were about to birth this church back in 2009, uh, I remember one wise pastor looked at me and said, whatever you do, keep your eyes on Jesus. I can tell you guys that I have rehearsed that in my head a thousand times or more because her advice was good advice. I tell you, and there were times when that thing would resonate in my spirit. Keep your eyes on God. 
works. In other words, in other words, uh, can I just tell you, church uh, uh, and leaders in the church, don't ever neglect your walk with God. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, 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 it doesn't matter. Amen. Talking to you preachers now. It, it doesn't matter how often you preach. Uh, it, it doesn't matter where you preach. Uh, it doesn't matter how many people God allowed you to preach to. Never neglect your walk, uh, your fellowship, uh, or your relationship. Yeah. Amen. Uh, uh -huh. I, I, I'm telling you, it will serve you well. Uh, when we walk closely with God, uh, we will feel his presence and his power. When we walk close with God, uh, we will benefit from receiving uh, his strength and his guidance. Uh, have you ever needed the strength yeah. and the guidance? Younger people yes. as their minds yes. and their 
brains are being informed by what they see on a screen. And somebody told me just yesterday, baby, it ain't Facebook. It's because not what what you see ain't always that's right real. absolutely but 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 y'all need to get this god does not operate according to what's popular that's right he operates in what aligns with divine priority that's right if God was focused on popularity, he would have told Noah, go out, take a poll, and see how many people are willing to help you build a boat on the sand when there ain't no signs around. That's right. If God was interested in popularity, he would have told Noah, if they agreed with him getting ready to send a flood which would destroy everything that went for Noah God was more interested in his covenant with Noah than his popularity with people when God makes a covenant we know that he is faithful we just say great is his faithfulness we know he's going to be faithful to hold up his hand. Yes. God knew, y'all. God knew that he handed Noah a strange and difficult, uh, a head-scratching assignment, uh, one that was way, way, way out of Noah's league, uh, one that would cause him to be laughed at uh, and called crazy, uh, one that would cause him to be tolerated uh, but not celebrated. Uh, but we need to give Noah some credit, church, uh, because what, what Noah did is what he had never done before, and he did it to the glory and the uh, and the honor of Almighty God. Leaders in this house, can I tell you that every now and then God will hand you an assignment that's gonna be crazy in your head, but it's gonna be done to the honor and glory of he who has given the assignment. Yeah. Uh, I, I just somebody, I need somebody yeah. to be prepared uh, for that. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, lead us in this church. Can I tell you, we won't always get to do what's popular, but we are always called to do what's right yeah. in the eyes of the master. Yeah. We rarely, we rarely get to pick our assignments when it comes to working in the kingdom. But if you ever have to pick between right and easy, or right and popular, always pick what's right. Remember, remember. Come on, I'm gonna take you back to, to your mama and your daddy. Remember just because everybody else is doing it. <laughs> Does not make it right. <laughs> Mama and daddy used to teach you that when they limited your access uh, to those many parties. They didn't want you to go to too many parties uh, for they were fearful that the potential was there for you to turn away from 
God and go out there and do what the world is doing. And the last thing godly parents wanted for children is for them to be part of the world, doing the devil's dance, hanging out with people that were not like-minded, doing everything that would keep you from growing in Christ. In other words, it wasn't because they hated us and that they didn't want to ruin our lives, but they knew that the potential was there for us to get turned around, for us to get tripped up and start going in a whole different direction. I'm helping somebody this morning. Somebody been carrying that grudge for a long time. I believe my mom and daddy hated us. They ain't let us go nowhere. Couldn't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We remember some of those conversations. And then, and then, and then you growed up and you understood that it was for your good. That somebody kept you away from some things that could have ruined your life. But I'm going to tell you something else. See, you see, the thing that I loved about um, uh, Noah in our text here is that uh, Noah was uh, disciplined in carrying out the work uh, that God had given him. Uh, I need somebody to understand that being disciplined means that you do the right thing and you do it at the right time uh, and you do it for the right reasons. Can uh, I get an amen in the church? Uh, I'm almost ready to go. Uh, I'm about ready to sit down now. Huh? I, what, 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 what I need you all to know is that we don't always get what to what is easy to do. We won't always have fans and, and friends and family on the sidelines cheering us on to victory. Uh, uh, but but you better know that when you have to do the hard stuff, our God will be our shield and our safe place. I know he was a safe place for, for, for Noah because there was no way he couldn't even look it up on the internet how to build a boat. He didn't even know what to, where, where to start, but thanks be to God, he was his director. He orchestrated how Noah was to build that ark that would save his family and so they could be given again. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad this morning that Moses told us about Noah and the ark. But as I close my message today, I need the leaders in the house to know and to understand that we are living in perverse, wicked, evil, and godless times, just like it was when Noah was alive. People do what they want. They do it when they want. They do it how they want to do it. Many leaders are doing their own church. Somebody said they lack love. They don't have any compassion. They don't care or, or, they cons or nor are they concerned for the people of God. Somebody said that some of them are just hirelings. They don't really care about the sheep. But God, can I tell you something? God still uses people to carry out his work here in the earth. And the church of the living God is still the that he uses. Jesus told us back in Matthew 16 and 18, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I know it looks like anything. 
Sunday goes, it looks like it's a free for all. But God still needs a Noah in the land. I know he does. He's still looking for somebody who doesn't mind being tolerated instead of celebrated for the sake of Christ. Because he still requires us to do what is right and not what's popular. Will you be like Noah? Will God look at the leaders of RCM2 and say they are different? And I like what I see in them. Can I remind you? And can I ask you? Will you go for God's priority instead of the world's popularity? God is a God who operates with divine priority in mind. Amen. Amen. We, in this dispensation of time, have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Those of us who have been called out and separated and set apart to lead God's people, will we be like Noah? Will we be different? Will we take on the priorities of the kingdom instead of the popularity of the world? And the people of God. Let me hear you say amen. 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 Bless the name of our God.